Hey girl, hey! Welcome back to Dare Bow Believer Podcast. I am your host, Shelby. I am the writer behind Shelby.com. I am also the owner of Shelby Christian Stationery. And today I am here sharing with you this Monday's Big Bow Cup of Christ. So let's grab your Bible, get your hot cup of coffee or tea, and let's get started. I actually have my cup of tea today and I'm super hyped up. Can you tell? So let's hop right into today. Um, so today I want to talk about, are you a living example or an embarrassment? And this came to me just really randomly a few days ago. I was just having like a mom moment of thinking about some of my fears as a mom. I know, is that, am I the only one who thinks about that kind of stuff? So I have a friend of mine and we both do this like worst case scenario thing all the time where like, it doesn't matter what's happening, but our brains always go to the worst case scenario or what if scenario. And we just both tend to spiral out of control. It's one of the things we bonded over actually. <laughs> It's our ability to just what if the death out of any situation. Yeah, it's funny because we we will we both have kids and now she has two kids just like I do. And so we talk about like just little silly stuff that we will think about like, okay, uh, what if the kid falls in the kitchen and hits their head on the countertop and busts their head open? Or, you know, what if... <laughs> This is the this is the craziness, right? But, but we both do it. And I know we're not alone. But just all the different things of like, what if so-and-so? What if this? So one of my like true mom fears is like my kids having a tantrum in the store. I, I know. It happens. It's life. It's not a big deal, right? It shouldn't be a big deal. Kids cry. It's not the end of the world. But it's just like a fear of mine of like, oh my God, I don't want to go out. Like literally. I did not want to go like to dinner, take the kids to the grocery store, nothing for like a year because I was like, if these kids cry in this store, I am liable to just crawl under the basket, crawl under like one of the things and clothes and just hide and never come out quite literally. I know it's silly. Like it's really, it's really shouldn't be that deep. But as someone who before having kids who totally judged people when their kids would cry in public, I am mortified because I feel like it would just be like sweet justice. You know, <laughs> like it should just be a given that that's going to happen to me because I was so judgmental to people who had kids when I didn't have no kids. So I feel like <laughs> it's like one of those things where you're like, yeah, that's that's just coming my way. Like karma's coming my way on that for, for all the judgment that I had when I was kidless. I know it's horrible. It's silly, but that is the way that I my brain truly works. So anyways, while I was thinking about my like worst fears, mom fears, just spiraling randomly for no reason at all. Um, <laughs> I wondered if, this is literally the question I have, does God ever get embarrassed by us? Like, do you think God is embarrassed by kind of the stuff we do sometimes or no? But then my brain was like, well, no, probably not because he already knows we're going to do it. Now he'd probably be like, okay, why? Why today? Like, would you, what, what? Can you sit down somewhere? I'm sure that's, moments like that but <laughs> but he's not surprised because he's omnipresent right like he know he already knows everything his time is infinite like he he knows it all so it's not surprising to him 
but I don't think that makes it any less annoying quite as it's kept. But it reminded me of the verse um, Isaiah 31 and it reads, and I'm reading the English Standard Version if this is your first time around. Ah, sort of, ah, <laughs> tried it again. It reads, ah, stubborn children, declares the Lord, who carry out a plan, but not mine, and who make an alliance, but not of my spirit, that they may add sin to sin. Now, this is Isaiah 31. And <laughs> I read that verse. And I don't know, maybe it's just me, but as soon as I read ah, the first thing I thought was like, hey, like if y'all, it's like, it's like the sound of like, Ugh. that's how, that's how I heard that sound in my head of like, why don't y'all just sit down somewhere? Y'all are so annoying, little, little annoying, stubborn kids who always doing y'all own thing. Like that's, a, <laughs> that's, that's what I took from that, those three little words. I might be putting a lot into those three words, but that is how I took it. Like, yeah, he's annoyed with y'all because y'all doing your own thing. So anyways, to sum up that verse, because I did actually Bible study it, I, I took away that basically plan, and I did the strongest definition on this, it means counsel, advice, and purpose. And I know usually in, you know, the standard dictionary version, plan is more about like, um, more like methodical, it's about strategy and things like that. But when you think about plan in this context, it actually has nothing to do with strategy. It has everything to do with God is saying that we are not seeking his counsel before making in before making moves, you know, before making decisions and moving forward. They didn't seek his counsel. And that's really what God wants from us, right? Like he wants us to include him in our life. He wants to be the decision maker in our life. We have free will, but he wants us to the most important thing for us is to be able and willing to give up our own desires for his will. And we know that he only wants the best for us, so it shouldn't be a hard ax, right? Um, and so <laughs> all of that really led me to the thought process of like, let me make sure I have my act together because I don't want to be out here being one of those embarrassing kids that's throwing a tantrum to God. Like, I don't want God to be like, oh my God, like, can she stop? Can she get <laughs> Can she get up off the floor and stop embarrassing me? I don't want to be that person. That's literally what what all of this made me think of. And no, I, nobody else might be drawing that conclusion, but that's what this, this brought me to. It's like, I want to be a living example and not an embarrassment to God. And so I want to bring y'all to Deuteronomy 10, 12, because I do have a point. <laughs> the English Standard Version, and it reads, And now Israel. What does the Lord your God require of you? But to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart, with all of your soul. And I'm sorry, I added a word, with all your soul. So quite literally, that's all he's requiring of us, you guys. Like all he wants for us to do is fear him. And when when it says fear him in the Bible, it typically means like reverence, almost like honor um, is like the best synonym for that. Um, it's just having that respect for him, understanding his power, understanding who he is. And you can't do that unless you read your word, right? So fearing the Lord and walking in his ways, like I said, like Yes, we have free will, but he wants us to give up our own desires to seek his will because 
if we understand and know who he is, you know that he quite literally only wants the best for you. He that's he has the best of intentions for you and everything that God does for us is is for our good. Like anything that happens to us, if we surrender it to God, he'll turn it around for our good. And it also says another key point in here, because this one verse is just filled with so much wisdom. He wants us to serve him. And I know that sometimes, and I know I kind of went through this when I first um, like returned to Christ with feeling like, the only way I could serve him is like, what, I'm supposed to be a minister? Like, <laughs> like I got to be a minister to serve God? Like, what am I What am I supposed to do? What does that even mean? And my mother-in-law told me something that I will never forget. That serving God doesn't mean you have to be behind a pulpit. Um, sometimes serving God means you cut hair at the barbershop and you speak life, you know? You use your tongue to speak life into those who you cut the hair at. Sometimes serving him means you like to write like I do, <laughs> and you use your words to share the word of God. It doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be a minister or a pastor. There are so many ways that we can serve him, and all that we really have to do is to figure out how we can use our talents and the things that we are naturally passionate about to serve the Lord. And that's how you can kind of take your desires and, and make them pure. Um, and if you don't know how, pray about it. Like God has all the strategies and all the plans and all the purpose. And if you seek his will, he'll show you the way. If you surrender yourself to him, he will show you the way. The Holy Spirit is in all of us. Um, and if you just you just surrender yourself and allow the Holy Spirit to lead you, to teach you, to guide you, it will correct you and help you to serve the will of God. Believe me, <laughs> it, it will. the Holy Spirit will never lead you astray. Um, and then the other part of that verse that I do want to, of course, say is it's about loving God and fearing him. But it's also about knowing that we need to love and serve the Lord with all of our heart and all of our soul. And sometimes that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. It's like, what does that mean? I think sometimes it means just searching your intentions, asking God for a pure heart, right? For a heart that isn't selfish isn't conceited, that's humble, that comes before him, willing to just give everything you have. That includes your family, right? That includes maybe your own aspirations and goals. That includes um, yourself, you know, your home, your cars, giving everything that you have to him and knowing that you can trust him with all of those things. Um, and just praying that whatever is in you that's not of him, that he would remove it because he will and he can. Um, and just continuing to study his word, continuing to learn his word. You know, everyone may not be a, a Bible scholar. That's okay. But there are so many resources out there of people who genuinely have the education um, and who want to help you to, to learn his word, um, to understand it better. So don't be afraid to take the time to find what resources work for you. I know everyone's perspective doesn't always lend to, you know, <laughs> to everyone. Like sometimes you need someone who's more in line with with your background, for, for lack of better words. But sometimes that means you have to take the time to kind of find resources that work for you and speak in a way that you um, are comfortable with. I know for me, not growing up in church, 
I don't relate to a lot of the more, um, you know, like main, main, mainstream, you know, mega church people because I don't have the same experiences that they have and the things that they speak on, sometimes the words that they use, they don't resonate with me. And I, quite honestly, sometimes I don't know what the heck I'm going to talking about. And I just want somebody to speak to me in plain language. And so I get it, girl. If that's you, <laughs> I am right there with you. So it's okay. You'll figure it out. You will find somebody. I have been listening to a podcast called Bible Stories and I, it's, it's, two ministers, if I'm not mistaken. And they go over all kinds of different stories from the Bible. And they it's really scripture-based, which is always important to me. Like, look, okay, I don't, I, opinions is cool and all, but, <laughs> but let's focus on the word. So um, that has been like a really great resource, but there are tons of podcasts out there. And like I said, it's really just about finding someone who is scripturally sound that you're comfortable with and that you relate to their voice because you do want to be encouraged and you do want to feel like it's something you can relate to. Um, But definitely make sure you spend some time and energy into finding a resource that can help you continue in your study on a day-to-day basis because it's very hard to serve the Lord when you don't know who he is, okay? But I am going to leave you today with a prayer because, you know, we got to close this thing out. (laughs) So dear Heavenly Father, today I am just praying that you will help my sisters, help them to be a living example in this world, Lord. Help reveal your ways to them, Father God. Help show them how they can serve in your kingdom because we all have a place in your kingdom. And although you don't need any of us, you choose to use us. So Lord, please show them that they can be used by you. Show them where their ministry is. And honey, sometimes I mean that ministry is in your household and that's okay too. That's important too. You never know who you're raising in that house. And that includes your spouse too. Um... But Lord, we just pray that you you be in them, that you help them to have a pure heart, that you help fill them with your Holy Spirit, because we know with all things, we need your Holy Spirit to correct us, to guide us, to just lead us through this life, Father God. In Jesus' holy name we pray, amen. All right, y'all, I gotta go back to work, but I appreciate y'all listening to me ramble, and I pray that y'all are stay safe. Um, as always, stay safe, be blessed. Until next time, bye-bye.